What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your hosts, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday night right here on Podomatic Radio. The best part of your day via podcast. What's up, everybody? It is 420. Blaze it. Blaze it. 2021. You're listening to the scoreboard brought to you by Anchor. This is the place where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, especially blazing it today, and everything else in between. You guys could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us. And for that, we appreciate you. We're your host, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Hill, and the Arcade Ryan K. How you doing, my man? Doing good, man. Uh, you know, just uh, just been kind of chilling out. Uh you know, watching baseball, watching sports, uh, reading, listening to music, any just number of things. You know, just just keeping busy. I saw like any new music, any, any good new music that you've been listening to lately. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, what I what I've been doing is I've been kind of rediscovering old albums that like may have slipped by me or um. I didn't get a chance to like you know really. I, yeah, yeah. I've been yeah like for sure like I've been doing a lot of that or I've been revisiting albums. That I liked a lot that I like stayed away from for a while because yeah. I might have listened to him a little too much back in the went, day. Yeah, and then like went back to him because I know I've been listening to a lot of DMX lately. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I listened to a good amount of DMX after he passed, but I got I got off that kick just because you don't want to live somewhere. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So uh, and like you know, as much as I love DMX, there's only so much DMX you could take. Right. Well, because it 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 was. It was a really, he was a very important artist in like changing kind of the landscape of rap at the time and, you know, pushing more towards that, um, I don't, I don't know what, I'm trying to think of, he was a transitional artist. Like for me, he was transitional. I wouldn't even say transitional. I think it was like one of those things, like the reason he's important because after Big and Pocket died in 96, there was a void and like he filled that void. He he stepped and he stepped in, in an important, so sort of like, um, the the way I look at it is, uh, if you think about the way grunge 
stepped in and filled a void after all the hair metal bands yeah. in the 90s. Like, because it's like, well, we don't want to, you know, have nothing but a good time. There's angst. There's a lot of anger and stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, after, you know, Pac and Big pass away, DMX kind of did the same kind of thing. Yeah. There was kind of like... Uh, you know, X had a voice that was very much like, yeah, like, this is angry, but it's also about, about, like, it, I don't know, like, tonality-wise, it was aggressive. It was, like, one of those things, it like... It was gangster rap, but it just was a change in the tone yeah. of gangster rap. And that it was, was important. A, and DMX was, like, one of those type of people, like, you know... He was somebody that was famous, but he also had demons, and it was out in the open. Right, right. And that's, that's, what, so, so what, so that's what made people. That's what made people gravitate towards him because, like, even though he was this big time celebrity, like you know, he carried himself like a normal person. Yeah, exactly. So um, you know, yeah, so. like I said, he was really important, but because of the tonality of his stuff. Yeah. And you know, because I mean, there was like a fucking five to seven year stretch where, where he was that dude he was that dude and that's really about the best you can do yeah. in the rap game like for, really. from like from like 98 to maybe 2004 yeah you're the top dog yeah one of that, the top dogs yeah that's that's a big deal that's a big deal so you know so rest in peace x i like you know so but we have an awesome show for you guys today you know we're gonna be answering your questions we got some really good questions this week so i'm really excited to get hey, into those. my face my it's always my favorite segment, i like man. you know what i'm saying like we're gonna be getting in uh, we're gonna be putting a spotlight on cj mccollum because i heard i seen a column asking was he was no no it was columns a, on mccollum yeah columns on mccollum about well, what was he the most underappreciated superstar which he's not even a superstar in the nba the arcade will have some unflattering things to i say like cj mccollum let's let's not act like i'm just gonna be like he's a piece of shit no, like that's no, not what i'm no that's not what he was about to do but like but it threw me off guard whenever you said that i like you know kobe bryant is, is no longer with nike we're gonna get into that later but first like even though we were sitting there together and we watched the Yankees beat the uh, the Braves, the Braves, which you know what I'm saying I, I like that, but I'm sorry for you, so I'm kind of okay. torn. That's okay. I'm, I'm, That's I'm okay. super torn about hey, stuff we sucked, like that. We suck too, bro. Like, you know whatever. what I'm saying? But a lot of people have been asking me. I like you know, and it was kind of a slow news week anyway. I like so you know it was like a slow news week. So I like, but that was like the biggest thing that was going on. Like you know everybody was worried about the Yankees. I've been getting it all day long. I like I, well I wouldn't be getting it because you know people don't really get at me when it comes to my Yan Yankee fandom because I'm not a dick about it. So people have been asking me to touch on it and people have been asking me to talk about it. And before I uh, give it to the arcade, you know, people are asking me about it because I think we're like six and 10 right now. We're last y'all, y'all were five and 10 and y'all became six and 10, 10 after beating the Braves. Yeah. Tonight. Like, yeah. so yo, we're still, we're last in our division, you know, and people are asking this. How are the Red Sox first? That baffles me. The offense, they, I'm sorry. Oh, I get it. I like. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you, you I'm, go I'm, for it, but I just uh, what the fuck? Yeah, Bob. How you think I feel? Yeah. So yeah, fair. I'm, I'm starting to think they dabble in that devil magic too. But like, I digress. Yeah, I digress. And as and as looking at it, as I see, you know, what I'm saying because people ask me like, am, am I am I panicking? And the arcade knows me when it comes to the Yankees. I like they're a rough approach to me. I like I. I've seen this team win five World Series. Y'all already know how many World Series they have all together. So, you know, for me, being a Yankee fan, all I want is some competitive baseball. You know, say so year in and year out and not, not us be a laughing stock. And that's the most I can hope for because I've been spoiled with this squad. They cannot win another World Series in my lifetime and I'll be fine. You know, but I like to speak on the competitive baseball part. 
the way I'm looking at it. Because I'm sitting there looking at it. We've been off to a hot start like the last three or four seasons. It We were due. We were due. I like us having this having this kind of start. You know what I'm saying? It it, it was due. I like I like I it it was bound to happen. But my thing is, I'm not really too worried about it. Just for the mere fact, I much rather it happen now as to oppose me us fizzling out mid season or when it comes to be around playoff time. You know, our bats aren't really hitting. I said the only reason we beat the Braves because they're on a slide right now. Because trust me, if we went in, like if they would have came in there with with guns blazing and they're hitting on all cylinders, we probably would have lost that game too. And we were in positions to lose that game because Aroldis Chapman sucks. I like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Yankee fans, he sucks. I like, you know, me me being spoiled with Mariano Rivera. I like, there's nothing about Aroldis Chapman that impresses me, not whatsoever. All he does is throw hard. I like, he can't even fucking locate, not one time. Like and people have to, people have to like you know eat on his fastball because he throws fucking fast. That's not fucking impressive to me. And he's wildly inefficient. Yeah. I like you know I need my closer to be efficient. I like well, get, get in and get the job too, done. The other thing too is he tires himself out being inefficient too. Yeah. So he's not available as often. Yeah. As he could. Be. And he be hurt. Yeah, that too. I said, how are you gonna be a closer and be hurt? I mean, I get it, but you be hurt a lot. Uh, you be hurt a lot more than I'd want to see my closer be hurt. That's true. I like you be hurt more than the average closer. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't fuck with that shit either. You know what I'm saying? But for me personally, I like I and Brian Cashman said it best. He like, you know, everybody's frustrated. Of course, so I, everybody's frustrated. This the New York Yankees. A lot of people have us, you know what I'm saying, to win the World Series or at least fucking be there. So of course, like the pressure's mounting and I and I can see that. But I'm with Brian Cashman. I like, dude, the season's still early. Like there's still a lot of time to write the ship so like for me i like i'm always really even kill when it comes to the yankees and brian cashman is too i like you know ryan i'm gonna give it to you I like you know am i crazy to I like you know to have the thought process i like maybe we can pick this up later on no, because no, i because I've, I've always told you whenever you and our friend cody can what's up dude like you know are sitting here tripping about braves baseball which they which more so you cody can is more like uh the arcade cody, cody, cody privately him and I pri- Cody. Oh, so he, so he privately gets mad. Yeah, he does. Like, oh. Cody, yeah, yeah. But I'll, but Cody Cody also has a better disposition than I yeah. do. Like, he's just a better person than I am in like every fucking regard. Like, I, I, t- I tell you guys all the time. I like do, especially like right now. I'm like, bro, it's early. So if I'm gonna tell you guys that, there's no reason why I should not have the same right approach to that. Right. So so um, here's the thing with y'all. So uh. It's a. Uh, it's pretty. There, there's a lot of moving parts here. One, your starting pitching outside of Garrett Cole is tremendously it's bad. bad. It's awful. They have a ERA of like six something. Yes. Or it's terrible. So you have two guys on reclamation projects that were low risk, high rewards with Jamison Tyon and Corey Kluber. Yeah. So the big things with these guys. Are that Kluber hasn't been able to be healthy in a little bit. Yes. And Tyon is a guy that also hasn't been able to be healthy. Mm-hmm. So that's why the Pirates were able to let him go and the Indians were able to let Kluber go. Mm-hmm. So you have that being a thing with them. And um, so the idea clearly was for you guys to let your offense carry. carry and those guys work their way back into, into game shape. Mm-hmm. That was the idea. Clearly. Yeah. And it was a good idea. Um, 
you are seeing the results of what happens when you have guys that are out of sync and rusty and an offense that isn't producing properly. Yes. So here's why the offense isn't producing properly. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest things with that is you have Stanton struggling. Mm-hmm. You have Aaron Hicks struggling. Mm-hmm. You have Brett Gardner kind of struggling. You have um, Glaber Torres struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Gary Sanchez struggling. Everybody's struggling. Luke Voigt's out. Um, he's hurt right now. Yes. So everybody's struggling, not named Aaron Judge and Gio Urashella. Yeah. And it's not like Aaron Judge is lighting the world on fucking fire. Nah. Like he's not out here like Big Dick Rickin over here batting fucking 350 or something like so you have that on the offensive end of things and then another problem for y'all is your defense is arguably the worst defense in baseball (laughs) arguably like it's bad they're terrible so one of the biggest things that hurt y'all this offseason was letting dd gregorius walk now obviously this just happens you can't sign everybody all the time and mm-hmm. keep everyone. Actually, we let him go two years ago. Well, yeah, yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. So, you're seeing the results of what happens when you let D.D. Gregorius go. Because mm-hmm. Glaber Torres is not a shortstop. Nah. Like, he's just not... He's a good second baseman. Yeah, but he's not a shortstop. He's not a shortstop, and he's having to play shortstop. So, that's a big problem. Yeah, he's out of position. He's out of position, and he just he's terrible there yeah he's not he's just he he's led the he led the majors and errors last year at that position now granted it's a small sample size but he was shitty the year prior there too and he's shitty now yeah so like he's just not a shortstop yeah like he's a pretty good second baseman but he's just not a shortstop and goddamn, he's not the first guy in the world this has fucking happened to yeah chipper jones was fucking horrendous at shortstop that's why he ended up playing third base like this shit happens you know not everyone's gonna fucking get called up and be cal ripkin jr yeah you know sometimes dudes move that's okay yeah like seriously it's okay it's okay but um so that's been a problem for y'all like i said all, your defense is just bad mm-hmm. you know they can't they're not exactly healthy the offense isn't produced like it it's just, a it just, lot it, of shit it's just problems all around the yeah board. it's just it's, it's not just one thing you can really hang your hat on about. there's one thing the the yankees can hang their hat on is if they have a lead and they take it to their bullpen it's fucking over um so you know they can hang their hat on that and they can hang their hat on garrett cole being who they paid for yeah so that's good but outside of that man they're struggling right now do do i think it's a cause to be super concerned not really because you know the last time they got off to a five and ten start was in 1997 you know how many games they won that year 96 they'll be all right they're too talented and good of a roster to not be all right I like, and you got to think, I like, you know, a hot streak has to come sooner or later. Exactly. Like, like every team goes on one. It just depends on how long is it going to last. So. Exactly. So, I, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, if I'm a Yankees fan, I'm not super worried. 
Like, the thing is... Because uh, my thing is, I wasn't super worried, but I do know, like, you know, this team is flawed. Yes, of course. Um, they strike out a, a fair amount. But, that, um, but, that, but that's been our thing for, like, the last couple of years. So, like... That's that's not really well. Like, well, and the, the other de- the defense is bad though. Well, the defense is bad, and that's a that's a fucking problem. That's a problem. Um, the other thing too is um, y'all are a um, home run hitting lineup. Yeah, and y'all haven't been hitting home runs either. Mm-hmm. So that's a problem. So your offense is feast or famine, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know the the only reason y'all went up against the Braves tonight was because. We put out a bullpen guy that was like had pitched like eight or nine games in a row, scoreless, and he, you know, that just came undone. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, I mean, you're a bullpen guy, you ain't gonna go out there and pitch like ten games scoreless. Yeah. In a row, you're just not gonna do it. Like, so, you know, he goes out there and, you know, he walks a guy, think he gives up a single, walks another guy, and then wild pitch, and then, you know, frick like fly ball yeah score the next run or something so excuse me sorry um next thing you know it's 3-1 yeah you know so it's not really like y'all were even that that was a reliever yeah fucking up yeah bad and then his replacement throwing a wild pitch to give y'all the lead oh no he walked in the third run y'all didn't even score that third run he walked in the third run that's right because uh a guy got on base, and then we walked in and another run. Yeah. So, a wild pitch and walked in the next run. I think it had, that's like y'all not playing well. That's that, that's what I'm saying. We, yeah. So y'all scored runs through the fault of the Braves not executing. Yeah. It did, like because you know, dude goes out there. You know, you get a leadoff double. Somebody butts him over. You ABC baseball. Y'all earn that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude walks the bases, like, basically. So, like I said, you give up a walk, a single, and then a walk, and then a wild pitch, and then you walk in another run. Yeah. Like, you walk a guy and then walk in another run after that. Mm -hmm. That has less to do with what y'all did and more to do with what we did. And that was not executed. Yeah. So, again, that's not to say that, like, hey, man, y'all got to take those walks. Like, y'all did that. But, yeah. you know, fucking, y'all aren't going super well right now, yeah. you know? So, that, that, and that's the only reason I make that point. Like, you know, you're not seeing the ball well. You're not hitting the ball well. Now, am I super worried about it for y'all? Fuck no. Because that no, lineup so, is stupid. They, so, so not right now, at least. Yeah. That, there's a few guys on this team that I think are mediocre as fuck yeah. and suck-ass Gary Sanchez. And uh, so, you know, there's there's some guys on the team I don't really like. Um, there's people y'all. on your team you don't like. Hell yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, no, and I'm just I don't like him for y'all. Yeah. I think he's a bad player. Like yeah, I don't, terrible. I, I, don't like, I don't like Gabby Sanchez either. Yeah, Gary Sanchez sucks. And uh, you know, like I said, like I think a lot of the players y'all have on y'all's team are very good. Uh, I think Stanton's a little overrated. Um, you know, I think he's just. Also, I love my my thing is like I don't think he's overrated, but because I I don't never I've never heard nobody say he was nobody's ever say he was the best player like you know what I'm saying in the league like Stanton is what Stanton is I like yeah I mean he won an MVP one year doing that but. yeah I like, but is Ila, is he like is he like you know is he Mike Trout no 
you know yeah. what I'm saying? But you know, can you can he do, can he get the job done for you? I like you know when healthy and whenever he's on. Yeah, I like that's who he is. It's just like I like that's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't sit here and say like you know he's overrated or anything like that. Uh, but he's no Mike Trout. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. Like I said, he's um he's just not really that guy if you ask me. But uh, so. Like, okay, like, for instance, like, I think Stanton winning an MVP was a fluke, whereas I think that Bryce Harper could win another MVP. I think that Bryce Harper has that kind of talent that yeah. he could put it together again. Whereas I think that Stanton won his MVP and it was a pure fucking fluke. <laughs> like, I really believe that. And again, no disrespect to the guy. He's got super stupid power and he, he can get hot and stuff, but he strikes out a fuck ton. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't, he can't play the outfield because he's, not fucking healthy. Yeah. He's relegated to being a DH most of the time because, you know, he's so fucking big and strong and stupid, he stays hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, just not... Like I said, man, there are guys on this team that, like, you know... Like, I love DJ LeMayhew. He's great. Like, fucking... Uh, I like Glaber Torres when he's playing second. Like, Yurichel is a very exciting young player. I like Aaron Hicks. Mm-hmm. I always have. Brett Gardner is the heartbeat of that team. Like, yeah. There are a lot of guys on that team that are really good, but again, I think when you combine you combine the lack of starting pitching with bad defense and yeah. lack of offense, you have a five and ten fucking record. That's yeah. what you fucking have. Mm-hmm. Because what else is there? Pitching, your pitching's bad, your hitting's bad, your defense is bad. What other things are there in baseball besides those three things? Yeah. Like that is everything, and you are bad at all three. Mm-hmm. Of course you were 5-10. and 10. Are you shitting me? Like, you ain't pitching, you ain't hitting, you ain't catching. What? What? Yeah, you ain't doing nothing. You ain't doing shit then. You losing. Yeah. That's what you're doing. So, I don't think that's going to sustain because, my God, the lineup's too good to not figure it out somewhat. Yeah. You know? But And I think the fucking Red Sox are overachieving out of their fucking minds right now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Their offense is killing, but... You know, so they look a little less crazy than I thought they did. You know, all those guys, Alex Verdugo, Devers, Martinez, and all those cats. But, again, there's also a burden of expectation, too. Yeah, nobody expect them to do this shit. Yeah, so that's the difference. Like, the Red Sox are able to go out and play free. The Yankees are like, the Yankees are winning the fucking Super Bowl. I, like, I mean, the World Series. I was like, yeah, they, they playing tight. They playing, yeah, they, they pressing. We, we have the same problem. We look pressed because we that we are supposed to be one of the teams in the mix this year. Yeah, and we ain't playing like it because stupid as hell. So again, like I said, if you're a Yankees fan, calm your tits, man. That this isn't Steinbrenner. You ain't got to fire your manager every five seconds. Yeah. Wow, he lost ten games in a row. Damn, I hate that. Fire him. You ain't got Steinbrenner anymore, man. Yeah. Like you good? Just breathe. Just Chill breathe. the fuck out. Like, y'all, y'all's fans are crazy yep. out here on Twitter talking about Fire Boone. Y'all crazy as yep, fuck. Crazy as hell. Just chill out, man. God damn. Oh, they were saying the same thing about Joe Girardi, and Joe Girardi won us a damn, uh, like, you know, World Series. Yeah, and the thing is with Girardi, I'll say this, too. Girardi got a little bit pushed out the door just because yeah, he, Girardi- didn't, he didn't relate to players. Yeah, he didn't relate to the—he he could relate to older players, like— 
because people tend to forget Joe Girardi was on our uh, our um, mm-hmm. our World Series team, so he knew Jeter and like and all those guys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it was like they looked at him as like a peer instead of like a manager. Yeah, exactly. It was different. Exactly. So like, but when you have this infusion of youth, young, young, young people, like you know, you couldn't relate to the to the uh, to the young people that 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 well. And like, and, and like, and and it's okay. I like you know some so like some people. There are a lot of coaches like that. Byron Scott was one of those people. I like he could he couldn't coach young guys. He can only coach like veterans. Exactly. Like uh, look at um, I mean look at fucking Larusa. Larusa's yeah. like that. Like Larusa doesn't relate super well. Like it's just lucky that his lineup is fucking idiot proof. Yeah. Like he doesn't have to do shit. So, but yeah. Anyways, Yankees fan, you guys are fucking fine. Just chill the fuck out. You'll be good. You'll be good. Don't worry about it. Uh, coming up next, I like you know Nike and Kobe's relationship. God rest his soul to the Black Mamba. I like you know it's over. We'll we'll delve into that. I like and we'll have this quote of the week. You guys keep locked on the scoreboard. Oh hi, do mother oh you money. Have you been in an accident? Let me represent you. Here at Dashy and Dashy, we promise to get you cashy in a flashy. What? Oh, the tech. I'm leaving this shit on. You know how much this shit costs? I'm taking this shit right back after this commercial. I know what you're thinking. Dashy, how do I know you are the right lawyer for me? Don't listen to me. Listen to my satisfied clientele. Dashy got me 1.6 billion on my malpractice. He even threw in some duct tape, a bag of Skittles, and this free rush card. Not to mention the boy cute as hell. Hey, boo. Uh, Dashy got me 66 million dollars from my accident. God damn, him look like you ain't never recover. Lady, you little Dashy got me $200 and an iPad for my slip and fall accident. I mean, the iPad was used, but... Anyway, um, here is another one of my satisfied clientele. Yo, the homie Dashy got me 3.3 jillion on my lawsuit. Still not satisfied? Maybe one of my celebrity friends could change your mind. Yo, it's your boy Hover, and you know Dashy helped me get all that cake. Cake, 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 cake. <laughs> he the only reason I could make Holy Grail. Yep. <laughs> How you think I got Justin Timberlake? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Your boy. Thank you, Dashy. Ho. You can sue mother for damn near anything nowadays, including slip and fall, car accident, he stole my girl, or she stole my man. Got caught cheating, but I still want to sue though. That mother ate my lunch and it had my name on it too. Borrowed my Super Nintendo back in the day and still ain't returned it yet. Didn't follow me on Twitter. Didn't double tap my pics on Instagram and many more. Haven't been in an accident? That's okay. Hit us up. Let us know where you gonna be at and what time. We'll show up and make sure you get into one. Sure, you gonna be in a lot of pain, but hey, money heals all wounds. Need money right now? I'm talking about right, right, right now. Look, if your ass can't wait, call 555-7768, bitch. Dashy is not really a lawyer. Do not trust this motherfucker. He will take your chick and all your money. How do I know? Because the motherfucker did it to me, and I thought we were boys. That's fucked up. Hey, Tyrone, what you doing in Philly? I thought you was in Cali. Man, I was, but then they said we was having an earthquake, so I had to relocate. But come to find out, the only thing was cracking and shaking was your white ass cheeks when I was fucking along with that stuff. Weed. Whiskey. Beer. 
straight to DVD just like yours. <laughs> but it was lit, baby! What's up, guys? This is the Scoreboard Quote of the Week, brought to you by Nobody. Because we're broke. This was supposed to be a segment dedicated to people that say amazing things. But as everybody knows, we'll focus on gems like this. I would, but uh, I know where that hand's been. And this. Booties. They make sure you ain't booty. Holy crap, I don't know who the hell we think we are. You couldn't stay off the weed. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So with that being said, here are my two favorite guys, HBK and The Arcade. What's up, everybody? It's the quote of the week. The Arcade doesn't have one, but I like apparently to make up for his lack of quotes, he does have a fire thug life moment of the week. I so. do. I do indeed. So I like I have one and it comes from Mikael Bridges comes from Mikael Bridges. Phoenix Suns, small forward. Yep. Like, you know, sweet and to the point. Sweet and to the point. He said, she ignoring your calls while she playing with my balls. There it is. There it is. All right. Whenever I seen that, I, you, I died laughing. Good. <laughs> I died. Good. I mean, because that shit is fast. <laughs> Like, if your girl ignoring your call, she's more than likely playing with somebody else's balls. There it is. <laughs> or somebody, I know this one dude said, he said, you be taking her out to eat. Like, you know what I'm saying? I be washing my nuts with her expensive share shampoo. We are not the same. <laughs> That's You know all about that, right? Yeah, I, I, would, I would know a little something about that. A little bit. The arcade, I like, you know, has washed his nuts with plenty of beautiful women's expensive shampoo products. That is true. That is true. I like, you know, the arcade is not the same as, you know, 90% of men out here. <laughs> Dude. Um, yeah, dog. Like, so, so, you know, it's like dudes be in, in old girls' DMs simping. And you be eating it. You be eating, you be eating her I, snacks. I be eating her snacks at her house. <laughs> Like, I be like, they be in her DM simping, and she was making me chicken corn on blue. Yeah, bro. I like they be in her DMs, and I just be getting out of her bathroom because I'm about. I, I was I almost clogged her toilet, bro. <laughs> I think one of my favorites was like whole ass one time took me out to lunch, paid paid for the paid for the uh, paid for the lunch and my drinks. Hell yeah, and definitely uh. Gave me a little bit of that dome ski back in the car. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I like it. Like an internet, like an alerts be uh be popping up, and she just still be. Do give them the gluck gluck five thousand. Yep. We are not the same. We are not the same. I like so. I will. If you don't learn anything from the HBK and the arcade, is please don't simp. Don't simp ever. I like you know the so these women are smart. I like you'll know if they like you or not. That's true. I like you know one thing I can tell you is like you know if it seems like you're putting too much work in, you probably are. You should stop. <laughs> yep. If they make it hard for you, like like they they ain't really that interested. Yeah, if they making it super hard for you, then yeah that that ain't it, Chief. I yep. like Chief called. Said so that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Move on, move on with yourself, King. 
You know what I'm saying? We don't know we don't we don't only talk sports here. We also like to give life advice, you know what I'm saying? Because we want people to be better, men and women. That's know, true. Men and women. So like speaking of I like this, I like Nike and uh Kobe Bryant's partnership like is it's terminated. It's gone. Which that's a strange thing to consider because it's like I mean obviously it's post God, sorry. It's after he passed away. I stuttered too much on that word. I gave up on it. So, uh, anyways, uh, it's after he's he's passed and the contract came up and Vanessa just chose not to renew it. Basically, uh, here's here's an interest, interesting caveat about that because a lot of people don't. I haven't heard anything about this. All right, yeah. spit. I like uh, here, here's an interesting caveat about it because I know a lot of people were sitting here, uh, like you know, trying to blast her for this and everything like. And I know why she did this because she like she had a problem with like you know what I'm saying like her husband's shoes and his apparel being limited. That's not what Kobe would have wanted because you know what I'm saying because my thing is I don't have a problem with stuff being expensive, but don't make it limited. Not like Kobe was never about that, never mm-hmm. about that at all. I like you know what I'm saying because. Vanessa lives in LA. I like, you know what I'm saying? She's damn near royalty there. You know what I'm saying? That's filled with Kobe Bryant fans. She gets the love all the damn time. And I'm pretty sure she hears people in the streets talk about how they can't they can't get Kobe Bryant's because they only sell like, you know, this, that, mini uh, mini pair. I like, you know, and Nike's making money off that and making it like a cash grab about that. She didn't appreciate that. I yeah. like, and that's that's one caveat. But here's another caveat. Like you know, I've been doing my research, and I've been seeing some reports. I've been seeing some reports, and once I saw this report, it made all the sense in the world, Ryan. Hell, just what you just said makes sense. But but you got another one. All right. Yeah, like this made all the sense in the world. Like why uh, why uh, why Vanessa would do this? Because so somebody, some people close to Kobe Bryant. And some sources close to Kobe Bryant said before he passed away, he wasn't going to renew his contract anyway because he said he didn't like the way Nike was doing business and Kobe wanted to start his own business for athletes to do that shit. Kobe was going to do that's why I said when Kobe was going to be on some next level shit, it was going to be on some next level shit. Whenever I saw that report, I like, you know, that makes sense. And my thing is Vanessa Bryant is Kobe Bryant's best friend. If anybody knew that he was gonna do that, she would have done that. Yeah. So, so I feel like you know her doing that, she's just respecting his wishes because if anybody knew what he was gonna be doing and what his next moves were, it was gonna be her. Yeah. I like so a lot of that makes sense whenever, whenever I saw that and everything else, and I seen people like uneducated, uneducated, and uninformed people like you know basically just uninformed talking about oh this that and the third and money and all that stuff and i like bro Vanessa Bryant is fi- fine for life I like yeah. Kobe Bryant left her almost three billion dollars in assets yeah her and the kids are gonna be fine forever I like if, if like if, if you can say a lot about Kobe Bryant but that man cared about his family and they're well taken care of right very well taken care of so whenever I saw this I like it didn't really surprise me, Ryan. Yeah. It didn't really surprise me at all. I like, you know, what did surprise me was the mere fact that they would that they would do that. That they would have like his shit limited, because that's kind of unfair. Yeah. Because I don't think they've ever done that to no deceased athlete or anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Why do that to him? I like Jordans aren't even really limited. No. Like 
No. Well, I mean, because the thing is, you might get a limited reprint of a certain shoe. Yeah, but that's but, like a rare shoe, but not all of his shit was just like, you know, exclusive. Yeah, no, that's stupid as hell. Yeah, like, that's stupid. Like, you know, so like, she felt some type of way, like, you know, because Laker Nation is basically, basically her family, too. So, like, she heard, like, she's seen that, and she didn't appreciate that. And if she didn't appreciate that, you know Kobe Bryant didn't appreciate no. that either. No, that's some bullshit, straight up. Like, good for her, honestly. Good for her for being, you know, looking at Nike and being like, yeah, I don't really like the way they're moving right now. Yeah, I don't, Kobe, I don't Kobe, like the way they're trying yeah. to exploit Kobe's death. Like, like, that like, cool. and, like And Kobe didn't like the way they were moving before he, before he passed. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, and she most certainly didn't like the way they were moving, like, you know, amid his death. Because, like, all that is is a cash grab. Right. You know what I'm saying? I like Kobe Bryant shoes never used to be that much money. You can get a pair of Kobe's for like 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. I like I don't know how much they I don't know how much they're selling on the market now, but I'm pretty sure I like you know it's pretty filthy. But hell, yeah. and you could get you could get Kobe's for like you could get Kobe's for cheaper than that, like certain ones. Yeah. I mean, they were more like Jordans. Yeah. Like literally like yeah, you spent like $100 on some clean shoes and yeah. that's the end of it, you know. So I don't know, man. That that whole thing kind of kind of fucked. I agree. Huh? That whole thing kind of yeah, the whole situation. Like, and people are talking about. I like you know, you guys didn't do your research. You guys didn't. I like you guys don't. I like you, you guys don't know. I like you know their relationship because I know I was doing my my research like whether on Instagram on the internet and people like and people were saying sources that were close to him and it was more than one source saying that Kobe was planning on leaving Nike anyway. Y'all, like, he was not planning on renewing his contract because he didn't like the way they were moving. Yeah. Like, you know, or what direction they were going in. And that just could have been a Kobe thing. You know what I'm saying? Because Kobe's just weird like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it could have been just like the way that they were doing. He just didn't want to do business with them and all the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? The re- like his reason and Vanessa's reasons are like are totally different, but in the same. But the mere fact, like, you know, saying this happened, she knew that he didn't want to be there because like, you know, if she if he was going to tell anybody his business and how he was going to move and maneuver shit it was gonna be her yeah kobe didn't have friends like that like you know and if he did have friends like that they didn't know about shit like that's that's the only person i know that would know what he would be doing like that right because like you know like he needed to have somebody to talk to or like you know you know he was just gonna he just needed somebody to talk to that's like his best friend so it made all the sense in the world to me like once i got the facts together that that happened now where nike goes from here i like who knows i like but it certainly is not a good look yeah it's certainly like you know and they've been in the news for quite a for quite a lot of the wrong reasons especially with the little nas x shit but they had nothing to do with that but just the mere fact that that shoe looks just like a fucking air max i like you know that's not a good look yeah. you know and this is probably even a worse look than that yeah i agree you know what I'm saying? Because you, like, you, if you were smart, you would have wanted to do business with Vanessa Bryant. Yeah. Well, it, it should have it would it should have been easy. It should have been easy. So, yeah. I like, you know, and all she wanted was not have her husband's shit be limited. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. No, it makes sense to me, man. I mean, that's... Because the thing is, like, you know, because you know, the thing is, I, she would probably she probably wouldn't have been upset if feel like if his shit was like limited once he went when he was still alive, you know, because if it was if it was if, if his shit was limited while he was still alive, that's something Kobe would have wanted exactly. and she would have known. Yeah, exactly. 
but the mere fact, like, you know what I'm saying, they waited till after he died to have his shit limited, like, you know, to her and to everybody else. But, like, you just guys are just trying to profit off this man's death. Yeah. And I like that that's I like, that's unbecoming of you. Right. I like if I'm Michael Jordan, I'd be kind of disgusted about that. Yeah, I'd be a little disappointed with that too. Like speaking of that, I like you know he's going to be inducting Kobe in the uh, Hall of Fame. That's good. It's appropriate. I like it's it's perfect cuz yeah. I he was going to do that anyway. So, yeah. yeah, so I just wanted to shed a little bit of light on that cuz I know people were talking about that and that was kind of like a thing. Yeah. That was kind of like a big deal. No, it's an interesting story cuz like I saw it but I hadn't done any reading on it. Because it it like when I read the when I read the headline it felt anecdotal to me yeah and I was like well there must be a reason for that mm-hmm. and I just didn't really because I, I I didn't give a shit really yeah. I, I knew that there was probably something there mm-hmm. you know because uh, you know Vanessa been putting fucking the LAPD on blast for how they handled yeah the the fucking she's been putting she's been putting left wing feminists on blast for coming at her husband yeah like she's been on one yeah she just she ain't having it so yeah. I just figured it was something along those lines that like she's just like I ain't having it no nah. like go fuck yourself so and sure enough that's exactly what it is just more more of that kind of energy so. yeah I like but I think with this one I, I think all her legitimate re, all her, but I think with this one this is more like you know of her respecting her husband's wishes yeah. because. He was going to be leaving anyway. Yeah, but it just—it also didn't hurt the fact that that, 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 they, that were, they were being disgusting they, about his shoes. Yeah, disgusting about his shoes and his and like you know his apparel and all that stuff yeah. and anything that has to do with him, like and everything like that. So yeah. I like that. That was like a that was like a thing. So yeah, I like. Yeah, so Kobe was planning on leaving those jokers anyway. So yeah. like that. That's the caveat. Like, and then once I found that out. You know what I'm saying, and people, and and usually I don't read in all. I don't take sources to the bank because that's what they are sources. But with that source, I had to put two and two together because whenever I seen that source, it all made sense. Yeah. And you know, and us following Kobe Bryant the way we do, I like you know we know how much Kobe Bryant loves Vanessa. I love loves Vanessa. I like that. Like I said, that's his best friend. If anybody would have known about that, it would have been her. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so like, I had to put two and two together. Like, this all makes sense. Yeah, this all makes sense because uh, if Kobe would have told her, I'll be like, yeah, I'm planning on like, you know, what I'm saying, uh, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, re-upping with Nike, you know, and doing some stuff. I like they would still be partners. Oh yeah, they would still be partners. So like, you know, I read into that. You know, what I'm saying I have to be useful to this podcast and some. Some way, shape, or form. Hey, 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 you're more useful than I am. Oh, my goodness. So, coming up next, we got our Thug Life moment of the week, and we're going to put the spotlight on CJ McCollum. And like we're going to discuss whether he's underappreciated or not, and he's in these here NBA streets. You guys keep a lock on the scoreboard on Anchor. I gotta get in the work. My debit card rejected like I was doing a jerk. My tummy is so hungry, my mind is going berserk. Cause if I can't afford a feed, then my girl won't give me dessert. So now I'm parking and I'm pulling up the handbrake. Hubcaps gone, tire flatter than a pancake. Homie shotgun like we going on a mandate. You better give me five, I ain't talking about the handshake. Uh, they try to hate on me. My tank Kim K, man, to stay on E. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. 
Today we salute you, Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Arms swinging, knees bending, head bobbing to no particular rhythm. You're either dancing or you have fleas. Call me a doctor. As soon as you hit the dance floor, the taunts begin. Is that all you got, Playa? Unfortunately, yes, that's all you got. Who's in the house? Some guy who can't dance. That's who's in the house. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Happy Feet, because you really put the oogie in boogie. You are listening to Podomatic Radio. You're listening to The Scoreboard with your host, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Catch them here every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. Something that has to warm up before you use it, sir. How about your wife? This is the Scoreboard Thug Life Moment of the Week. Brought to you by nobody. Because we're on a budget. This is the place where douchebag behavior isn't only welcome, but it's celebrated. Now, here's your host, HBK and the Arcade. Welcome back, everybody. It's that time. It's a Thug Life Moment of the Week. And if you're out here doing Thug Life shit, we want to hear from you. And you can do that by hitting us up on Twitter. I'm at, at HBK underscore Illmatic, all caps. You can hit us up via email at scoreboard underscore radio at yahoo.com. Or you can hit us up on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard808. The arcade has a super flame one. But me, not to, well, I'm not going to be outdone, but I felt like I needed to contribute to this. You know, I have, I have a thug life moment too. So I am going to go first because I cannot wait to hear this fire. So this thug life moment of the week goes to this dude. So a guy on Twitter asked, what's the most awkward date y'all ever been on? So this girl quote tweeted it saying in 2018, when a guy I was seeing texting me just like raw and it just had like the eyes, he says, so I, I, so I planned for a night of intense pleasure, but instead I ended up here and they were at Monday night raw. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that's, I was like, dude, that is goaded. <laughs> that's, that's good shit. Honestly, good for him. <laughs> So that that's that's gas. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um so my thug life moment of the week goes to one of my best friends, um, and friend of the show, uh Cody Can. Sweet. Uh I like the sexiest bald man I've ever seen outside of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Dude, and, and Dwayne Johnson. That's my guy. So uh Cody Can out here doing gangster shit. So he texted me. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what? Because hold on, before you get into this, because you know I know Cody Can a little bit, and like his gangster is different from me and your gangster. Oh no, this is good though. I know it's I know it's yeah. gonna be good because like you know, yeah. but it's he's I, such a nice guy. He's I such a nice guy, so I, I kind of know where this is going because when Dark gets a gangster, it is loud and it is angry. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, because uh, whenever I get gangster, it is cold and frosty. So I cannot wait to see how Cody can gets. I'm sorry, I just figured. Whenever you say Cody can, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. So, um, 
So he's obviously married, mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, many uh, married so men, so he has a beautiful wife and lovely kid. Yeah, but like many married men, and you know, wives don't be wanting to throw it down all the time because wives are wives. That's just what they do. They get headaches. They're mad. They're tired. They're tired. <laughs> they t- like the headaches one. That that's facts right yeah. there. So so uh, they don't feel like um, it. <laughs> so. Um, Cody, Cody, Cody texted me out of the blue and just went, "Dude, I asked Jen if she was ready to have some adult ex- action." She said, "Yeah." Also, first off, just called it adult action is funny to me. No, but no, dude. So she goes, she she said, "Can we just wait until tomorrow?" Because that's that. He goes, "Those are her famous words. That's her, you know." I have a headache. That's her phrase. Okay. That's her phrase. Can we wait until tomorrow? He goes, she comes in (laughs) to the living room and goes, he's he's like chilling in there. So this this is the next day, right? No, this is the same night. All right. All right. So he's in the living room chilling (laughs) and she goes, there's a fly in the bedroom. Can you get it? And he goes, can we just wait until tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Boy. <laughs> Man, he followed up. Goes, ooh boy, she really mad. <laughs> He's like, I could just let that float though. Yeah. Uh, on, on that, on that, on that moment, Mister Can chose violence, and like you know, he chose to be a man, and that's why we love you. That's not even the funny part. The funny part, the mere fact to me, because I kind of know Cody Can. Is this motherfucker said, "Do you want to have some adult action?" That's that. Good <laughs> that's the shit that caught me slipping. Yeah. Most guys be like yo you trying to fuck tonight or like hey or like something crazy like that this dude said hey. i guess it matters but hey so you trying to have some adult action tonight <laughs> yeah dude he's such a nice dude such a nice dude uh, i thought <laughs> no that's some funny shit yo adult action so oh my God. so i proceeded to he was like bro she mad and i was like dude it can't be worse i was like dude it can't be worse than my dad I was like, my dad put himself in hell harder than any man, but goaded, goaded. So he's like, what? Well, what? He's like, what? What Larry K do? Like, can't be that all that crazy. And I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, oh, it can be that. I was crazy. like, bro. I was like, one time, I was like, so this is about to be an old fashioned sentence. I'm about to say. So back in the day. People used to have like go door to door to sell encyclopedia sets, right? Uh huh. Like you remember that shit, I right? I remember that. So you know, people would go door to door, do their encyclopedia sets and shit. So we would always not answer because we thought they were bill collectors. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 a case too. Like you'd be like, man, is that the Jehovah's Witness up the street? Like fuck that noise. Like or like, man, fuck that. Yeah. So, but anyways, like I said, back in the day, you'd have these encyclopedia set people rolling up trying to sell you a whole set of encyclopedias like whatever so fucking my dad sees an opportunity to clown the fuck out of my mom (laughs) and who deserves it more than any human being has ever deserved being clowned um so he lets this man come in the house and get through like all of his pitch like lets this man talk and talk and talk about these encyclopedia sets (laughs) And, like, my mom seems kind of half-interested, and my dad's sitting there just waiting. He's just waiting and waiting. Dude gets to the end of his pitch. My dad goes, Oh, I'm sorry. I don't think we're going to require your services. See, my wife here knows everything, so we don't really need these books. (laughs) Woo! 
Bro, his ass slept on a couch. Oh, like, did, she did not talk to him. Man, that shit was cold. That was hilarious. Dude, cold. That's why he's Larry Legend. Cold. Cold. That, that is why he's Larry. Cold. <laughs> he this man that. let a whole salesman come in his house because he knew he could clown his fucking wife with it. That's the only reason he did it. What an asshole. Are you serious? <laughs> That's some funny shit. Oh so I told God. I told Cody that like Cody over here like bro she mad mad I'm like bro that's cool but has did you bring a whole encyclopedia salesman did you have to sleep on the couch for a whole for a whole week yeah I was like man Larry played that woman out bad because <laughs> so if you would have asked him today he was like worth it oh hell yeah <laughs> dad, I was talking to, I told dad that I told Cody that story after he texted me he was like well I was trying to teach her a fucking lesson she's a fucking know it all <laughs> and I was like he, go, he goes and it was funny he goes for a little while after that after she got done being mad she'd go to start being like no 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 and then the gears would start turning and she'd be like god damn it mm. so he's like it worked a little bit yeah he goes that's what I wanted I ain't give a fuck I need to make a point I need to make a damn point so yeah. Oh man. I like but yeah. So goaded. Goaded. so yeah. But no, Cody Can clowning his fucking wife. That's some funny shit. Shout out Cody Can. He's the oh, fucking man. man who actually listens to this podcast. I like. Why does he put himself to this misery? I like. I do not know. I don't know, man. His dick is enormous. Oh, what a man. what a fucking legend that guy is. Oh man. But I, I asked if I could share this story. Because if not, I was going to tell you in private. Yes. Because I didn't want to put my man's business out there And like we that. appreciate you for sharing that with all with all, with our two or three viewers. Yeah, with the oh, two or three other people that listen to this podcast. podcast. Appreciate uh, that. Uh, outside of you. Yeah. So, I like, so. <laughs> we're going to put CJ McCollum on the spotlight. Because, Ryan, I've seen, seen an article on ESPN+. Plus Because, yeah. you know, I have ESPN+. Plus, and they were sitting here. That there was spotlight spotlighting him. Because, you know, it's I felt like it was refreshing to put the spotlight. Because you Usually the NBA is like all oh, LeBron, you know what I'm saying? You know Steph Curry, like so. It was nice to put the spotlight on somebody that isn't one of the usual that, suspects. What wasn't usual suspects? And like the thing was, here's what I had a problem with the I had a problem with the title of the uh, column. It said is CJ McCollum. Well, one of the most underappreciated superstars in the league. And my thing is, in order for that to be ha- in order for that to happen. You'd have to be a super. No, first thing is first. Superstars aren't underappreciated. That's one thing. The only guy in the last however many years I think that was a superstar that was underappreciated is Damian Lillard. Yeah. And but he, even he, that's he, not really. That's the same not. Thing. That's not even. Even then, he, people knew how good he was. Just like he was in the. The thing with Dame was he was a really good player in a stacked Western Conference. Yes. Well, there was a lot of talent there, so like he got mm. lost in the shuffle. Yeah, but you know, and it's at the position that was the most full. Yeah, the most full point guard and shooting guard. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's why he he's had a lot of snubs and stuff. So in the All Star thing. So whenever I seen this, I like I was thinking to myself, this would be this would be something good, like you know, delve into. So my thing is for me to answer that it, well, because because he's not a superstar. Like I don't even think he's a star player. He's a really good player. I like he's a really good player, and for like for him, I don't think he's underappreciated. I, I don't think he's underappreciated. I like you know, I like 
no, I don't think he's underappreciated because he's a really good player. People know who CJ McCollum is and they respect what he does. And he's got that podcast and he's, yeah. he's fairly visible. He's fairly visible. So like, you know, and for people that, that may not, no, may not know, you know, cause I was looking through, I was looking through the stats. I like, you know, cause CJ McCollum's not like, not a bum, you know, since 2015, my, my man has averaged over 20, uh, has over averaged 20 uh, something on points a game on 45% shooting. Yeah, like you know the the like CJ McCollum gets it done like on a basketball uh, on a basketball court on a night. Yeah, I mean from basis. a scoring standpoint, on a absolutely. scoring standpoint, you know. So my thing is, my thing is this, and I know the arcade has like you know his he has a little bit of transgressions about him and all of it fair, fair, all of it warranted, and you know I guess I will segue to that. For, uh, to you and you know what I'm saying because now you segue into this I can segue into the point that I was about to make before I let you segue okay. into that so here's my thing with CJ McCollum there's a reason why I said he gets it done on a night to night basis scoring wise yes so the thing is with CJ McCollum is he's a solid player he's a really good scoring option but the thing is with him is that realistically he is a point guard that has to play the two guard. Yes, he is, and he is an undersized two guard. Mm-hmm. When you get caught in a switch as a two guard on a pick and roll on a goddamn switch situation, he's a liability defensively. He's a liability defensively. Like you're, you're fucking, you're sitting there, you're an undersized two, and you get caught on a switch. You got LeBron James. Yeah, you about to get cooked, dude. Yeah, you fucking, you're giving up four or five inches. And, you, and about 70 pounds. And 70 pounds. You about to get ate the fuck up. Like, they just really ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about that. You about to get eat up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's my problem with CJ McCollum. He's, he's not the fucking, you know, he's not a horrible passer. You know, he's an undersized two guard. He doesn't play defense as well as he could. Because of that, like because he just literally, he literally just has physical limitations. Yeah. it's not that he fundamentally is bad at defense. Yeah, it's just that he has some physical limitations. And like, it, like, like you got him trying to guard Clay Thompson. That's a bad fucking time. That's you a know? bad. That's a bad time for most people. Clay Thompson size, let alone yeah, somebody exactly. six foot one. It, that's exactly my fucking point. You're telling me you playing the Milwaukee Bucks, and you got to guard Chris fucking Middleton, who's six or, six, or or like. You're guarding fucking, you know, who the fuck ever. Like, yeah, like that's a fucking bad time, bro. I like, you know, before I let you uh, do that, a lot of people are going to sit here and, like, you know, listen to this and be like, what about Allen Iverson? And the caveat with that is Allen Iverson, like, you know, was undersized too. But Allen Iverson was surrounded by a bunch of, like, you know, Solid defensive players. Yeah. So like so even if he was to get beat, Allen Iverson played passing lanes good enough where he can get by that. And if like, you know, if you was to get by him in a pick and roll, you had to deal with Theo Ratliff, George Lynch, Dikembe Matumbo, Tyrone Hill. You know, like there was a lot of defense he had a lot of defensive help. That was that was the one thing that that team did do. And it's not like fucking again, Iverson stole got a lot of steals. Yeah. It's sort of like, like Zach Levine. Like, Zach Levine doesn't, which Zach Levine physically should be a great defender. Yeah. But the Bulls don't need him to do that, and he plays passing lanes well enough to where it's fine. Yeah. You know, it you you deal with it, right? Yes. 
So, you know, like I said, as an on-ball defender, again, and I watch C.J. McCollum, he plays good defense sometimes. Mm -hmm. There are moments where he plays really good defense. But, again, he is undersized, and that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I again, I don't... I don't know, man. Like it's up my my, th- my thing with that is, and like and we talked about it. Like you know, like I don't think he's under. I don't think he's underappreciated. But the thing that kills me about C.J. McCollum, and which I think is fucking egregious, is people blame him for Damian Lillard not making it further in the postseason or having a ring. That is egregious. That is egregious. And that is the most egregious now, thing ever. Now, listen. like in the mere fact that he has a deal with that, I can see why people say like he's underappreciated because that's Stephen A. Smith said. All I said it to his own face. He'd be like, I like you, but I think if they would have moved, you know, they probably need to move you. Or like you know, what I'm saying to get like a better. Piece, you know, saying so Dame and Lillard can do this. I like they're basically telling me, like, you know, I'm the reason that you know that like Dame Lillard isn't further. Now, the thing is, is, I'll say this if you traded Clay Thompson for, for if you traded Clay Thompson for him flat out, that team's a lot better. Oh, most definitely. And but, so, but who's doing that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, like I said, there are the thing, the problem with the Trailblazers, nobody and, wants to go there. And the, the thing is. The problem with the fucking Trailblazers is you have a lot of dudes <clears throat> that don't play defense. Yeah. That's not CJ McCollum's fault mm-hmm. in the slightest. It just really isn't, you know? So, uh, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not his uh, fault in the slightest and the mere fact, like, here's the thing. Like, nobody's really trying to go to Portland. I like, so the thing is, like, you know, I feel like the mere fact that, you know, he is a borderline all-star <laughs> player and he wants to be there and he wants to help Dame build. I feel like he doesn't get nearly enough credit for that. Yeah, he does want to be there and he wants to be a part of that. Like I I like it. he doesn't nearly get enough credit for that. People want to people use him as a scapegoat. I like, you know, he's nowhere near as good as Dame Lillard, but the thing is on the championship squad, CJ McCollum can be a third or fourth option. Yeah, I, like okay, here's the thing that I think about with Dame Lillard. The type of guy he would need Mm-hmm. On his team, they could have CJ McCollum. Yeah, if they had Pascal Siakam. Yeah, you know what I mean. That would be fine. That they have two dudes that do the same thing essentially, yeah. except one's elite at it and one's pretty good at yeah. it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, you know, because Dame's an average defender. Yeah, CJ McCollum is an average defender. Um, you know, like. They don't have any good defenders, really, yeah. on this team. See, Occam's a great two-way player. Yes. He's really good. Um, that's the problem with, like, kind of that team, right? Like, they just don't have... They don't have enough on defense. They don't play good team defense, really, yeah. either. Like, and... I don't know, man. Like, that team... Those teams are good, but they're not quite what they should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? like. But then again, like, they always have to re- – like, because Portland's a small market, and the way they are is, like, you yep. know, like, the last time I seen Portland Trailblazers have, like, a run of them, like, being, like, legit t- title contenders, like, you know, here's for the young folks there. Scottie Pippen yeah, was on that 90s, team. Late 90s, Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen was on that team. Like, with Damon Stoudemire, Derek Anderson, Rasheed Wallace, Arvita Sabonis, Scottie Pippen, Bonzi Wells. I like, that's the last time they had, like, a – 
three or four year period where they you know, actually might could have done, done something. They could have done something. You know what I'm saying? And people actually wanted to be there. And granted, Scotty was at the end of his career, but Scotty was still pretty fucking good. But he wasn't the best player on the team because he didn't need to be. It was Rasheed Wallace and Damon Stoudemire's team. Yeah. You know when they were flames. So like that. That's 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 totally different. But at the at the same time. You know, that's not what's going on here. I like, you know, nobody wants to. Hell, like, Melo waited till the end of his career. I like, he was, he was like in NBA purgatory before he wanted to come. Yeah, and fucking, and Dame walked in the fucking GM's office, flat out, and was like, go get fucking Carmelo Anthony, please. Please. Just so I don't have to fucking do this by. And Carmelo's been a big help for them. Yeah, I like, and Carmelo's the reason, Dame's the reason Carmelo. Like, you know, I like a staying. I like a state. He'd be like, you know what? Like, that guy believed in me when nobody else did. Mm-hmm. Like, he was open about it, yep. you know? So, I like, but that's my thing about CJ McCollum. I like, he's not underappreciated. I'll probably, for the casual fan, he probably is because, you know, casuals are casuals. All they know is LeBron. You know what I'm saying? But, like, purists like me and you, like, you know, that that love this game. Like, you know, and watch this game and study this game. Like, we know what he brings to the table. Like, my thing is, for me, I just, I just hate the narrative that, you know, he's the reason that, you know what I'm saying, Dame, Dame Lillard, I like, you know, can't get it done and all that other stuff. I like, and uh, Dame's never going to say that. I like, you know, I like, I, it's, I like, to me, it's unfair because he's the only one that ever gets that. Right. Right, and, like he's the only one that gets that. Be like, oh man, like this team isn't where they need to be. Like we gotta do something about Karen, CJ. That's, that's, you guys gotta do something about CJ McCollum. That's you know? Terry Stotts' fault too, man. Yeah, it really is. Like I like Terry Stotts, but the fact that this team doesn't play good team defense—that's fucking on him. Man. Yeah, like you know, yeah, like Joseph Nurkic isn't really like he hasn't been healthy. Mm-hmm. But you know, I like that they went and got Ennis Cantor back. Yeah, that was a good move for them. But again, that doesn't help them defensively. Yeah, Ennis Cantor gets boards and buckets. Yeah. He's limited. Just like C.J. McCollum's kind of limited. Mm-hmm. Like, C.J. McCollum's just a scorer. Mm-hmm. You know, he plays just enough defense and just enough, like, does just but, enough uh, to get by. Said, but to defend Terry Stotts, he can only do what, what he's afforded with. And Terry right. Stotts is, like, is good at, like, you know, having players. He's good at having his team. I like, you know what I'm saying, doing what they do well and sticking to that. I like, you know, I feel like if he had some rough riders that I just wanted to defend, that's what they would do. Because right. I, I like, you know, Terry Stotts can only do what's afforded to him. Right. Like, your team's identity is what your team's identity I like, is. And, 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 and you I, have to be what your team and is. And I appreciate him for being to adapt. Because, yeah. like, this Trailblazers team, from whatever we've seen it, it hasn't been the same every year. No, that's true. I like it. He's been a great, I like, you know, he's been great at, like, you know, adapting at that. I like, which is funny, though, because I'm part of this WNBA uh, um, NBA page, which I love a lot because, you know, everybody knows I love the WNBA. And, like, somebody said, he said, yo, what if, uh, what if, uh, say, yo, we should probably, uh, like, your Becky Hammond should probably be the, uh, coach of the trailblazers and i was like you must not know about terry stotts i like because terry stotts is a really good coach and and i love big shot becky i like that's i love that lady i love coach but she, that- i like she coach knows i love her i like because i like you know what I'm saying she likes a few of my posts on instagram coach knows how i feel about her you know but my thing is you must not know about terry stotts and like the climate out there in portland if terry i like if terry stotts can't get it done out there i doubt becky hammond could Right. I like, you know, you like in, in San Antonio, you had Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker. Ain't nobody like that like coming out there like in Portland. Dame Lillard's fantastic. But, like, you know, if Terry Stotts can't get it done, I don't think Becky Hammond can get it done. And I love Coach. Right. So, like, I tried to tell him that, you know what I'm saying? But they're like, 
and that and like, but those are casuals. But like you know, but I think Terry Stott's doing the best he can, like with what is afforded to him. And they're still in the playoff. If the if the playoffs were to start today, I think they'd be like a six seed. Yeah, that's what I'm so, saying. Like, like they're fine. And again, this whole thing, I will I will add an addendum. I like CJ McCollum as a player. I just think that if they had a different star, like a, or a, different, sub, different. a different supporting number two, yes, there are better options for yes. that in this league. I like, and I get what everybody's saying. And I get what Stephen A. Smith was saying to was saying to him. I like, but at the same time, you got to look at a Portland's perspective. I like, you know, they like, got who they got. They got who they got. And the thing is, like, you know. If, Who's trying to give up a premium premium asset for CJ McCollum? Nobody. They know this. Right. They know this. All like, they have to build, they have to find a diamond in the rough in the draft. Like, hell, they found Damian Lillard a diamond in the rough in the draft. Nobody knew about this guy coming yeah. like coming out of um God damn, I forgot where Weber he, State. We Weber State. So it's like it's like stuff like that. I like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like I like the, no, nobody's giving up a premium asset or premium player, and nobody's frothing at the mouth. To, nobody's sitting here saying, "Man, I want CJ McCollum on my squad. Give me CJ McCollum. He's the missing piece. Right. He's not that guy." So you can't, you can't, you can't expect the Portland Trailblazers to try to uh, remove, or like move one of the only really decent pieces that they have when nobody's trying to give up a decent piece. So like, he's not that person. I like and you're not going to get that kind of equity for them because GMs are smart and they're smart in knowing that. Yeah, I agree. I like you know, so I like I said that's why I was telling people like it's the lay of the land. I like and it has nothing to do with CJ McCollum. That's just what his work. CJ McCollum gets more blame for that situation than he should. Yeah, but I will say that you do one of the first things that you would evaluate on things that you would change about that team probably would be you him. see it would be him. Yeah, and like, and I get it, but the thing is, like, you know, who are they gonna get that's better? That's exactly the problem. Like, you're not gonna go get like. There's no Clay Thompson, or nobody's trying to sh- trade you a Clay Thompson or Demar Derozan or or somebody or some or like a Darius Garland. I like nobody. I don't think Demar Derozan makes them better. Yeah, because I think Demar Derozan does what CJ does, but he he's taller. Yeah, but he's just he. I think if you gave, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you this. I think if you gave C.J. McCollum DeMar DeRozan's body frame, yeah. I think C.J. McCollum would be almost as good as Clay Thompson. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, you know, like I said, I, like I said, I like DeMar DeRozan. I do, but DeMar DeRozan, nobody's ever accused him of being a good defender. Yeah, and he's a fuck ton taller than C.J. McCollum yeah. was. C.J. McCollum is a bad defender at times by virtue of him being a fucking point guard. Yeah playing the fucking two guard position because he's a tweener yeah like he's literally a tweener and this isn't fucking 1991 where you can be 6'4 and play the shooting guard you can't do that yeah these dudes are too fucking tall yeah too big you got point guards like 6'7 that's what i'm saying man you out here you got fucking spencer dinwiddie like that's a tall motherfucker yeah that's an athletic dude like, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. not even a dude that starts. Yeah. I like, yeah, that, nobody's trying to give him Spencer Dinwiddie or like a Karis Levert for a, like, but, like, that's the thing. It's just the law of the land. And I feel like, you know, he's not underappreciated, but I do feel like the casuals who don't know any better need to stop. Well, and, I'm not, and I'm not saying that Spencer Dinwiddie's better than CJ McCollum. I'm saying that there are guys that are as tall as him that yeah. are backup point guards. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. So, like, dude, like, no. Yeah, it is what it is. I like, like you know. I, again, and I love CJ McCollum. He's fun to watch. In order for the Trailblazers to actually ever do shit, 
they have to have big nights at the same time, and there's just not. There's one basketball. Yeah. There's not enough touches for yeah, the two of them. Not enough touches. So there's just not enough touches there for the two of them. So you know that's just the whole thing. So I don't know, man. Like I, I love CJ, but again, I wouldn't put. I think I think you're a thousand percent right that it's wholly and ridiculously unfair to lay every problem Portland has at his feet. That is yeah. fucking stupid. But I will say that he's probably one of the first things you look at yeah. and things that you would want to change about that team, you know, to get better. Yeah. But it's hard to. I agree it's with hard that, to. too. Because, like, my thing is nobody's trying to give you a premium asset for them, and the thing is they can't do any better. Right. I like, And that's just the way it is. That's, so, in a way, they just kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. They just kind of stuck. So, coming up next, I like it's mail time. Your questions are in, and we can't wait to answer them. You guys keep a lock on the scoreboard on Anchor. Sammy Guevara. Yeah. This is my moment to shine. This is my time for flight. I've been grinding forever just for this very night. I've been pushing for many moments like this. This time is undervalued and no one ever could miss. This is my chance, moment of bliss. My feelings so enchanted. Many could understand it. These skills out of the planet. Be careful of my philanthropy. The future is mine. Taking it all by design. Knowing so much on the line. Guevara. Send me Guevara. It's my time just to take flight. Put it on the line, all in the same night. Crazy, right? That's a tattoo, though. You want to get that? Hulu has live sports. Really? Yeah, it's in my contract. It's in the contract. Can we at least change the font? If you want to be sued. Well, what if it's coming out of a dragon's mouth? Well, <sighs> exactly. No dragons, no mouths. None of that. We could do like a tough dolphin splashing yeah, like, out. How large? Uh, yeah. Oh. And how much are they paying you? Hulu has live sports. Get that money. What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. And you can also follow HBK and the Arcade on Twitter at DXHeartbreakKid in Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. It's already 110 in the summer, and if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Hey guys, it's mail time. This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God, you spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it, bro. It's that time. It's mail time. My favorite time of the show. We get to interact with y'all and you guys and ask us questions that we don't get the uh, that we don't get the um, touch on on d- during the show or during the week. So we got about four questions. I like, and a lot of them are doozies too. I like these shits are quite long. So okay, all of them. I like, because they kind of wants to go in depth and shit. It's crazy. All right. So, I like, first question comes from Paul from Minneapolis. So, what's up, guys? So, yo, Ryan, big time Vikings fan, just like you. What are you hoping the Vikings do in the draft, uh, doing the NFL draft around the corner? Me personally, I want them to address the offensive line in a major way. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. That's, yes. Listen, w- there is a secret 
dumb part of me <laughs> that like hopes that people just absolutely just drink gallons of paint and just t- everyone gets hatchets to the forehead, just lobotomies, <laughs> and somehow Trey Lance. So like I've seen two mocks. One had Trey Lance fall where we were picking, and one had Justin Fields. There is no conceivable way that happens. I saw none. Not, not unless. Yeah. Not no un- way. Not unless the 49ers but, are stupid and get Mac Jones. But that would be fire. However, let's get back to not fantasy fucking land. Realistically, that is the only thing for me. Offensive line. My God. Like, our guard play the last couple of years has been horrendous. It can't be no worse than the Jets. Like, dude, it's terrible. Like, and our center has been worse. Our center that we drafted in the first round has been worse. Wow. Because he has to help his guards every fucking play. Mm -hmm. And he's worse because of it. So... We have Ezra Cleveland. I don't know if we're going to decide to kick him back out to tackle. And then, you know, because he was really good at guard. Yeah. You know, I mean, and here's the thing, too, dude. People aren't like tackles can't play guard for a few. Jonathan Ogden did that in Baltimore. Uh, that they, motherfucker is a Hall of Fame tackle. Yeah. As good as good gets. Yeah. And he played guard for a few years. Mm-hmm. Because there, there was they had tackles when they, you know, when they got them. Yeah, they they had some guys, so like it made sense to have him at guard at first. Mm-hmm. So even though he was going to be a tackle, we could do the same thing with Ezra Cleveland if we wanted. So that is a thousand percent an option. We could leave him there, and we could put it. We could draft a tackle and put him out there. Um, I like Rashawn Slater. If he's somehow there at fourteen, holy shit, you pick him and mm-hmm. you. We, I would beat my meat because <laughs> that would be incredible. Thanks. I like Christian Darisaw there. Thanks, ugly guy. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I like Christian Darisaw there from uh, Virginia Tech. He's good. Um, I like uh, Elijah Vera Tucker just because of his versatility guy, the Southern Cow. Well, he the, played guard, uh, then he played tackle. He's good at both. I saw like, I, like um, he's well, well, when you guys pick him. We pick him fourteenth. 14th. So, Elijah Vera Tucker might be there. Oh, yeah, well, I know he'll be there because they got him predicted like in the late so, rounds. So, so some put, some have him late rounds, but he would be... Well, late, good, late in the first round. Yeah, I'll say, but he would be a good fit for us because of versatility. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, it just really depends on what are we doing with Ezra Cleveland. Are we putting Ezra Cleveland at tackle? Yeah. Because if we do that, then we have two guards that we have. We have yeah. a whole... At two positions. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we draft a tackle, we are really only suspect at one guard position. Yeah. Now, however, I have seen some mocks saying that we take the guy, the tackle from Florida. Yeah. He's supposed to fall a little bit. Um, maybe the third round. Um, so I don't know, man. Uh, but definitely offensive line is my biggest priority for me, especially considering how well we have traditionally evaluated. Because the other positions of need, naturally, are... um, So, we have a need at safety, uh, for sure. Um, We have a need at edge to uh, take some pressure off Danelle Hunter. Um, So, 
But we've evaluated the edge position really well traditionally. Yeah. We drafted Everson Griffin in the fourth round. We drafted yeah. Danielle Hunter in the third round. Um, that's your people evaluating well. Yeah. Because those are big-time Pro Bowl motherfuckers. That's big-time gets. Those are big-time gets in middle rounds. Yeah. So what really aggravates me is Mike Zimmer gets so horny. Of corners. Uh, well, he gets so horny for defense that he forgets, like, dude, you naturally are pretty good at evaluating talent at this because you're you're a defensive-minded guy. Yeah. So you should focus more on O-line and shit so you could get... In earlier rounds because uh, it'd, be, it'd be better to get like a home runs early than you know with, your, uh, yeah, with everything going on. Exactly, can... exactly. So that that's kind of what aggravates me about him as a coach. Like he gets so horny and like, yeah, sometimes it works out super well. Like, yeah, man... Yeah, cool. Like you got a uh, you got Anthony Barr. He's been a pretty good player for us for a few years. Um, that's fine. But um, you know, th- and that's another thing we gotta we gotta focus on. We gotta get a uh, we gotta get our linebacker room situated. Yeah. We gotta we gotta prepare for life without um. We gotta prepare for safety help. We gotta prepare for linebacker help. But first and foremost, the offensive line is absolutely the biggest priority. The Minnesota Vikings need to address. You paid. A fucking dork ass motherfucking Kirk Cousins, a million bajillion dollars, and he's been under pressure and duress every fucking year he's been a Viking, and he's a guy that doesn't deal with pressure well. In addition to just being an absolute fuckhead, yeah. Um, so you have to protect him. Yeah. Get the fucking O line situated for the love of God. We've had a bad O line. What feels like my whole life. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, uh, second question comes from Diego from California. So, how's it going, fellas? So, yo, Mike, I'm a huge Ryan Garcia fan. Of course, you are, and I think he's on the way to being the best boxer in the world in a couple of years. But I respect your boxing knowledge. So, with that, uh, so with, so with that being said, this is kind of a loaded question. One, who you think is the most feared boxer in a feared boxer in the world right now? And two, like who's a boxer that nobody is talking about? Then I'm gonna be like, dang, I like and might call that again. Uh, the first question, the most feared boxer in the world, and a lot of people are gonna say it's Terrence Crawford, but it's not. It's Devin Haney. I would say it's Terrence Crawford, but no. I I can see why you would say Devin Haney. I like the, 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 people want to fight Terrence Crawford. Just a mere fact, he Bob Arum's keeping that from from happening because Bob Arum wants to lowball people. But but you remember the last time, like so yeah, Bob Arum's a fucking turd. But I was gonna say um, the funniest thing with uh you know the funniest thing with Arum and having Crawford yeah. Like, Crawford's sitting there, and he's like, yeah, man, I want to fight fucking everyone. And for a while there in that division, wasn't nobody trying to see him. Yeah. They were scared. And then, then, sure enough, he did what he did to Kell Brook. Mm -hmm. People still ain't trying to fight him. Yeah. Sean Porter is, because Sean Porter don't give a fuck. Yeah. And Sean Porter a dog. But that's why I said, I like, and Bob Arum a bitch. I like, like, and that's why I said, that's why I give Devin Haney because at this point, nobody is like is trying to see Devin Haney. They called the Devin Haney the boogeyman for a reason. And I watched like one of the interviews that he said, like, and and he was saying, like, dude, they talk about Ryan Garcia. He said they talk about all these other guys. He said Talifa, tell, tell, whatever Lopez. He was like, dude, yeah, he doesn't even want to see Devin Haney. He was like, dude, we're in the same division. We're gonna have to fight eventually because they 
talk about you have a, like you're the undisputed champion, but you're not because I have one of the belts. You're not the undisputed champion, so we're gonna have to see each other. He doesn't want to see Devin Haney. I like you know he was like bro. He said Lomo didn't want to see the kid. I like like dude like Devin Haney was like dude every all these guys talk uh, say everything about me except wanting to fight. I like you know I, I can't get, really argue with that. I like you know so it's just like he said dude he's, I like dude I like dude he's been in Ryan Garcia's like you know DMs forever. Yeah. I like you know I don't Ryan Garcia is not scared but I think Bernard Hopkins and uh, Oscar De La Hoya are. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know what I'm saying so it's just like and I get why people say Crawford I like but to me it's Devin Haney because Devin Haney like even a couple years ago was calling out the best. Yep. I like he been calling out Lomachenko. He been calling out Ryan Garcia. He been calling out Lopez. You know what I'm saying? I like anybody that was anybody, he wanted because no everybody was sleeping on him. And he was like, dude, in order for me not to be slept on, I got to beat these guys. And they not trying to see me. Yeah, there's something to be said about that for sure. I mean I like and oh I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'll go and get to the second question. No, yeah, I would say there's something to be said about that for sure. I mean, Devin Haney's that guy, man. Like I said, I Crawford for a little bit there though was definitely oh most that definitely. Guy. But I'm talking about right now. Right in a second. I mean, that's Haney. fair. That's that's a good. I, I can concede that absolutely. Well, so right now it's Devin Haney. So said in the, your second question, uh, Diego, who's a boxer that nobody is talking about that you that you're gonna say that I called that I called that again? I assume that you that he's you talking about the Ryan Garcia thing. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure. Another guy, Shakur Stevenson. That kid is gonna be fire. I like a lot of people don't know about him. I like, but that kid's special. He's gonna be give it about like a year, like a year or two. Y'all gonna know who he is. Uh, and you want to know how he's special because Devin Haney's all I know. All I has been keeping an eye on this guy. And Devin Haney gives props, but not props to like where he gives Shakur Stevenson. Him and his dad be like, yo, that kid is special. Like real special, or like you know that they said they can't wait to do business with him whenever it whenever it comes time. Shakur Stevens and I've seen a couple of his highlights. I've seen a couple of his fights. That that kid's special. I like y'all. I see- might have watched one of his fights yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I caught him fighting some guy that was a pretty good fighter, and he beat the shit out of him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I watched one of his fights one night on Top Rank or something. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I caught one of his fights. I'd have to stop and think about it. Yeah, for sure. Like I, because he's real long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, he's young as fuck yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Shakur, yeah. Yeah. Shakur Stevenson, guys. I like that guy. Is he's special. smooth, man. He's smooth. Yeah. Well, probably one of the smoothest boxes I've ever seen since Arizonzi Lara. Except, you know what I'm saying, he's more technically sound than Lara and he has power. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he's an exciting fighter. You yeah. know, so like that so for me, I like I don't know if that was what you was looking for, but for for me to you, that's somebody that you should be looking for, like in the next year or two to be like, Oh snap, that that right there. I like, and I knew he was something when Devin Haney was giving him his props, and Devin Haney isn't quick to give people props like that. So, like, if he's gonna do, like, if Haney's giving you props, that means, like, you know, that that's to me that means something. That means a whole lot. If Devin Haney's giving you props, and like, and you just now getting into the game like that, I like that means a lot. So, or it means a lot to me. So, I like, you know, Diego, I like if if you're a big boxing fan, I would. I would highly suggest that you check out Shakur Stevenson because I think he's going to be, he's going to be a major player in the next couple of years. Major player. Yeah, he's a yeah. Like I said, I, I just googled 
him just to make sure that this is the same kid I'm thinking yeah. of. It absolutely is. I watched him beat the fuck out of somebody the other yeah. like the other day. He's just he just has it all. He's got the reach. He's got the power. Yeah. The defense is ridiculous. He is so technically sound. Yeah. He's young as hell. He's like 23. Yeah. But yeah. He's got next. Like yeah, he's, he's next. Yeah. He's he's pretty good. Uh, question number three comes from another Minnesota guy named Ethan. Salutations, fellas. Long time listener here. Ryan, I know how much you hate Kirk Cousins. I do Goddamn too. Goddamn right, I do. Said, I, it sounds like you got sent, sir. Sorry. I like, so, with, so with none of the top prospect, prospects being an option for us, you believe in any of the developmental quarterbacks like Kyle Trash, Kelly Mond to sit behind Cousins, or do you hate that and just rather be miserable and ride it out with Cousins? Fuck no. <laughs> I do not believe in any of those hoe-ass motherfuckers. <laughs> so, yeah. That's how I feel about that. Uh, Kyle Trask can eat my butt. Kellen Mond can eat my butt. They suck. Get the fuck out of here. The guy from Stanford, get him out of here. If he's not Andrew Luck, get him out of here. I don't fucking, I don't like, I don't like none of them motherfuckers. I don't like Mac Jones like that. The fuck you mean? Like, I like, dude, the only reason they say y'all, uh, Fields or uh, Lance might fall y'all because uh, San Fran. So San Fran's big horny on Mac Jones because Shanahan and there's no there's another connect there. Yeah. So like Mac Jones reminds them of Matt Ryan. Yeah. And so they're over here like, oh my god, I love it. Matt Ryan. Oh Matt Ryan. And so <laughs> so like that's a whole thing with that. And so even if that fucking happens though. So, you got, alright, so the 40, hypothetically, 49ers hoe themselves epically by taking Mac Jones. Like, they overthink this, they get cute, they take Mac Jones because of fit or whatever. Which was going to be stupid because Mac Jones was going to be there anyway. Yeah, that's that's big, that's big thrish. So, yeah, they could have just stayed at fucking 12. 12 where they were at and he'd have been there. That's stupid as fuck. Alright, so... Following that, you got the Falcons. You have no idea what they're fucking doing. Yeah, you they have could no they idea. could they could draft replacement quarterback. They could go Kyle Pitts. Yeah, they need O line help egregious mm, bad bad. They but they are down bad, bad at that position. So they need that. So they that's when the draft starts really. Yeah. Uh, if you add. then you got the Bengals. They are down bad on, the on, on the O line. So. I, like, I was like, dude, I told somebody like. Like if Penny Sewell's there and if they don't take him, like everybody should be fired. I don't care about getting Jamar. Ch- no, fuck all that. Joe Burrow was hurt last year. Get yeah. that man a tackle. Yeah. Like and, and if Penny and if Penny Sewell is there, like you should easy. be rushing. Easy. That easy. should be an easy pick. Easy money. They, so, they, they talk about Jamar Chase, motherfucker. No. Yeah, they you, got you, they got T Higgins and Boyd. I was, I was, They're, I was, fine. They're fine. I said you can chase these motherfucking nuts. Get Penny Sewell, and they got Thaddeus Moss for no reason. You can chase so, these motherfucking nuts. So so you go through the remainder of the picks, right? And like, if one of those, if two of those quarterbacks are there when the Panthers are picking, I don't give a goddamn. They just traded for Sam Darnold. They are going to take. Justin Fields, if he's there, yeah. or Trey. They, the, the, the Broncos? The Broncos. Yeah. You're telling me the Broncos believe in Drew Locke? Nope. Drew Locke don't believe in Drew, Drew Locke. Locke. What you mean? Hell nah. There's no fucking way yeah. any of those quarterbacks fall to us. In a fever dream, it happens. But it just doesn't make sense. No. So if we are at pick, like I said, we're picking. We're picking in the third round. I have to wait on Kyle 
fucking trask because it's just going to be the same shit. Like, oh, look, he's a fucking pocket pather. He's unathletic. Boy, the NFL definitely isn't changing into an athleticism-driven quarterback league at all. Let's stick with the tried-and-true pocket passer. That's a, statu- That's a statue in a pocket. Yeah, Boy, let me tell you, it's so good to do that. And the only reason Brady continues to be successful is because he gets rid of the ball in .1 seconds. And he has and the rest. And he always fucking chooses to take less money and restructure his contract so he has motherfucking offensive line help. Eddie. Every year he does this. And the rest be helping him out. Hell no. Kellen Mond is the only one of those guys I kind of like. And I watched Kellen Mond play us three years. He ain't it. Period. Well, to be fair, y'all way better than any. No, but fucking I don't care about that. Bro, when you ass, you ass. <laughs> Kellen Mond is inconsistent. He's he's like a poor man's Justin Fields without any of the cool shit about Justin Fields. <laughs> he's not good. And he's the best one of these guys. Fuck no. No. <laughs> I would rather just be fucking miserable then die, and then maybe an act of God happens and we get a quarterback fucking finally. (laughs) You know, one that doesn't tear his knee into fucking shit. One who doesn't fucking die. You know, like, somehow. Like, fucking, because it's been three knees, like... Dante Culpepper. Dante Culpepper, Tommy Kramer in the 80s, Dante Culpepper, and then Teddy Bridgewater. Like, the fuck, man? Like, I'm tired of this. Like, Jesus. Give me a healthy quarterback. Give me a god. The only fucker that's ever been healthy is Kirk Cousins. I wish he would have got hurt this fucking season. I prayed for it every week. Maybe that's why you didn't get hurt. (laughs) That's why. Because I'm petty. The only ability that stupid piece of shit has is availability. Fuck Kirk Cousins. I hate him. I'm tired of it. Maybe he can fucking die on a bus crash or something and we get DJ Uyunglele in a few I don't fucking know god damn it like the smart move is to take one of these developmental quarterbacks but fuck it I hate this team they suck (laughs) whatever just pay 84 million to fucking 107 year old Tom Brady I don't give a fuck anymore (laughs) fuck them oh man bastards Last question comes from Evan from Georgia. You be like, Yo, Ryan. I know it's really early, but the Braves are fourth in this division right now, and it's kind of frustrating considering the talent we have. What's been the issue with us so far? I'd like to hear your thoughts. Oh God, everything. Um, the starting pitching. Everybody's hurt. Everybody, dude. We have three starting pitchers out. Our bullpen has been bad. Everybody not named Ronald Acuna can die in a fucking fire. On offense and Freddie Freeman, <laughs> Freddie Freeman's picking it up, but like Jesus fucking Christ, like watching this team hit has been a nightmare. Watching this team's pitching has been a nightmare. Freed was bad and then he got hurt. Smiley's out and he wasn't good really, in my opinion. Anyways, and then you have 
Like, Charlie Morton was cool. Like, like tonight, for instance. Charlie Morton pitched six innings of one-run ball. Yeah. That's good enough to win. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely good enough to win a game. We lose it and we lose it in the fucking eighth inning because we put in Matzik, who had been our best reliever, no earned runs this year, and he was due. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, we Matt, like, dude, when you look at our bullpen, too, we're too left-handed heavy, like, freaking... Um, we have all these left-handed relievers, and our best right-handed l- reliever went on the IL immediately at the beginning yeah. of the year. It's insane. Like, we just do not have – our offense isn't clicking. Our defense is the best in baseball still, or one of the best in baseball. But it's our pitching and our offense. Like, they just aren't quite there. And it's crazy because we've actually been scoring a lot of runs lately. Yeah. It's the fucking like it, it feels like on nights when the the runs are coming in, yeah, the pitching isn't there, mm-hmm. and it feels like on nights where we need to win that game one to nothing or two to one, we're not doing that either. Yeah, like we're not um we're not producing in the late innings like we did in the prior years too, mm-hmm. and that was one of the reasons why we were such a good team. Yeah, like we were like seventh inning onward. We would we would fuck up your bullpen. Yeah, like it didn't fucking matter who you marched out there. Like I wasn't scared of anybody's bullpen. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's cute, that's fucking cute. We're gonna get runs off this fuck. Yeah, and uh, you know, a lot of t- and a lot of times that was the case. But we're not doing that anymore. So there's a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, we have guys that will get hits, but they won't. It's not timely. We continue to struggle with runners in scoring position. We continue to struggle on offense in general. So, again, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's just a tough kind of situation yeah. right now. And and it's early. It's early, so I'm not too I mean, concerned. like, if I'm not worried about the uh, the Yankees, I'll let you guys shouldn't be worried about it, and y'all pitching is better than ours. Actually, a lot of the shit you guys have is better than ours, and I'm not worried, so you guys shouldn't be worried either. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but we, but you know, it's the, still it's still been really frustrating to watch. So the RK is very negative when it comes to like you know the Braves and all that stuff. Like I've watched a lot of Braves games with him and his dad, and they just be sitting here like crazy people. And the RK usually isn't crazy about much. The only thing that I've seen this man get mad about is Braves baseball and Vikings football. Yeah, they make me they make me real crazy. Those two things, like it's just I don't remember our World Series. And the Vikings, obviously, I, I mean, y'all just heard me scream for five minutes about yeah. that, uh, about hypothetically drafting quarterback like in the third round, maybe. And I scream, I got that fired up about that <laughs> because I hate the guy that is our quarterback that much. So it just is terrible. So you know, terrible. Yeah. So that's a big annoying thing. So. For me, like I said, yeah, I get I get super fired up about the Braves too. Like it's it's been tough to watch, man. Like the only there've only been a few games this year where I've been like, yeah, dude, it's crazy because like the last few times we recorded and Braves baseball been on, you guys lost. I feel like I'm bad luck. Nah, man, you're fine. I mean, <laughs> when you're fucking losing games, that's your fucking fault. You know what I mean? But I am glad y'all lost today though. Cause well, yeah, for obvious <laughs> reasons. <laughs> for <laughs> obvious reasons, yeah, it's fine. You know. I, I wasn't too bad, even though I was torn. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so that's the end of our show. I like thank you guys for your questions. Those were excellent questions. The NFL draft is this week. I like me and Yark are going to give our first round grades. Like you know, next week. Well, I'm not next week. Oh, like you know, 
uh, like in two weeks because the yeah. draft's next week. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna give our grades in two weeks. AEW is gonna be coming through. I like you know I got to meet Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen last weekend. That was pretty lit. Those guys are pretty cool. Shout out to them. Um, basketball is going on. Hockey's still going on. Uh, Usman Masvidal too for all you UFC people or yeah. is this Saturday? Yeah, is this Saturday for you anime fans? I like Demon Slayer, Mugen Train is going to be uh, this Saturday in theaters. Mortal Kombat's coming out this sat- uh, this Friday, like you know, like in theaters too. So a lot of shit going on for everybody across the board. This is going to be a great weekend. I give this weekend four black fists as opposed to shit to watch and shit to do and knowing things to do. So, uh, you guys can follow us on Twitter. I'm at HB, uh, HBK Illmatic, all caps. He's at the arcade, R underscore K-E-Y-D-E. You know, um, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on, uh, um, yeah, you can follow us on Facebook and you can follow us anywhere. You can listen to a podcast. Guys, we're basically everywhere. Everywhere you can listen to a podcast, that's where we at. So, you have anything? Nah, that about covers it, man. Uh, fuck Kirk Cousins. One, one final fuck Kirk, fuck Kirk Cousins. Yeah, one final uh, fuck Kirk Cousins. Um, shout out to them kids that was trolling Bronny James on like on Twitch. You know what I'm saying? Making jokes about like you know his dad and being spanked and how they like to be spanked by his dad. I thought that was hilarious. You know, good kid, but you know, you, you, yeah. you, you put that on yourself. <laughs> yeah. You put that on yourself, kid. So, like I said, like it's going to be a great weekend. I cannot wait for the draft or lack thereof. I like, you know, so... Hopefully, we're going to get our quarterback of the future. Shout out to Cody Cam for that great story that he allowed oh, yeah. us to share. <laughs> yep. All right, of the, sh- of the share here. You know, you guys be great. We'll be back better than ever. Peace out. Later, guys.